everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conversations That Heal. This is your host, Susan Jacoby. I hope you're enjoying these inspirational interviews, and I hope that they're helping you to discover how to make the decision to overcome childhood trauma, develop self-love, and to live your life full of peace and joy. My book, How to Love Yourself, Hope After Child Abuse, is available on Amazon. The book touches on topics common to all survivors. My intent in writing my book is to support survivors by letting them know they are not alone and to remove the stigma and shame surrounding child abuse. There are powerful and helpful lessons in how to love yourself, the hope after child abuse. The Kindle version is Kindle version is ready for purchase. The paperback will be ready soon. I'll keep you posted on when you'll be able to buy it. Our returning guest, Janine Zunk, is an emotional wellness specialist and angel shaman. Her unique approach and powerful ability to bring a strong connection to spirit helps those with anxiety, depression, and emotional trauma. She helps loved ones of alcoholics heal and transform their lives so that they can embrace life with confidence, inner peace, and be fully empowered. You can reach Janine at her website, which is namastelivingonline.com. Or you can also find her on Facebook at Janine Zunk, Z-U-N-K. Janine, I'm so thrilled that you've come back to talk with us again. How are you doing today? I am fabulous, and I'm thrilled again to join you and your wonderful tribe. Today, Janine and I are talking about this idea of bringing enough awareness into our lives to know that there's a possibility to live differently. Being aware that there is an option, it seems to be like, a lizard shedding his skin. And then underneath that is another level of, well, now that you're aware, the question is, is how do you do it? Under that, it seems Mm -hmm. to me, or somewhere under there would be, do you want to do it? Is it in your, your best interest to do it? Does it fit your life or as you know it? Or are you courageous enough, committed enough to make a change in your life. How do you see that playing out in your life or or maybe with your clients' lives? Very clearly. And I think that was a great a great kind of visual of it that it all has layers. So many of the people when I initially meet them forgot that it's okay to dream bigger than just Mm -hmm. what they have. They're so used to settling in life that they forget to allow themselves that moment or that space to just imagine what could be different and just to dream into that. When you said, is it in your best interest and do you, do you really want it? I had an amazing coach for several years, and anytime I told her I wanted something, she always hit me with two questions. And I always knew they were coming, and they'd always infuriate me in the moment, but they were just the absolute right questions that I still ask to myself today. The first thing is, what do you want? And so, because so often we talk about what we want 
via the channel of what we don't want. I don't want to be broke anymore. I don't want to be fat anymore. I don't want this job anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't. But how often do we speak in true want? I want to feel healthy and beautiful. I want to have a job that lights me up and fulfills me. I want to make enough passive income to land my bed all day if I want. We don't speak in the wants, and that's really an important difference. And then the second question she asked me is, why do you want it? And that would always Ooh. help me get crystal clear. Am I, am I going for something because I'm thinking I'm supposed to? Am I going for this job that's going to work 70 hours a week but pay me $100,000 because I'm supposed to want that? That's supposed to be my version of success. Or am I losing weight because I want to attract a man? Or am I losing weight because I just want to look good in these jeans or, you know, whatever, really digging into the why. And even when you say your first why, ask again, why do you want that? Why do you want that? Why do you want that? And just keep going until literally you cannot go any further. And it will always come down to a feeling, if that's a little tip for you. <laughs> always that's, comes down to a feeling that you want. So what's the feeling if you whittle it down to the very end, to the very core, have you found with, with yourself and perhaps your clients? Well, it can be a slightly different, it can be a little different for everybody because we're all unique. But the most common variation, I should say, is, to be enough, to feel loved, to feel safe, to feel valued, to feel connected. There's many variations of that, however you word it for you, but it generally comes down to self-worth, confidence, value, safety. And those are all reconnections back to our inner spirit. And that's where you always have the well of those things. But that's not what we're told outside of us. So we never know to look there. We think it has to be somebody else. Money's going to make us feel safe. A man's going to make us feel safe or loved. And it's mainly because we're not loving ourselves or we're bullying ourselves. So we're not real, feel safe within our own body. It, it kind of just always comes down to those that little area. Lately, I've been playing this game with myself of am <laughs> I in my head or am I in my heart? And I'll have to admit that sometimes it's a hard game. I love that game. I love that game. What I have found is when I'm in my head, it's almost impossible to know what I want because I'm mm-hmm. focused on surviving or I'm focused on, dare I say, looking good, not in the sense of physically looking good, but presenting myself well, fitting in community of people around me. But then when you get into your heart, And I'll be honest with you, when I get into my heart, what I have noticed is that there's a lot of grief in my heart. I was kind of playing this game uh, even today, and I couldn't stay in my heart but just a minute or two because I felt like I was going to break down and cry, which would not have been appropriate. (laughs) And so this whole idea of what do you want and why do you want it, it seems like those questions can only be answered from the heart space. What what do you think about that? Well, I agree that the truth of those questions can be answered the heart space, but in my experience, if you were to walk up to a coworker and ask them, hey, what do you want from life? Most often they would answer from the head. And if you asked them why they want it, they would still answer from the head. Well, I want to buy that pretty new house. Well, why do you want it? Because it's bigger and it will give me more space. 
well, why do you want that? Well, because I have a bunch of kids and I just need a place to get away. You know, like, if they're not really coming from the heart, they're not saying, oh, I just feel cramped, I need to feel expanded, I need to feel like I'm living in a space that fits who I am and who I represent. If you couldn't get to the core of that, unless you're in kind of a, a sacred space like this, where it's defined safety and you don't necessarily think you're going to be judged for expressing the truth of what's in you. And that's why working with a coach or working with a therapist or, you know, having that really good friend who does not hold judgment is uh, almost imperative for spiritual growth. And, I mean, it's how you and I initially connected was through wanting to help others reach that point because we've done the work for ourselves. We've shown up in that way, and we know how hard it is to stand in that space and feel alone. Absolutely. It's, it is hard. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Would I say that it gets easier? Um, I think I would say that. Would you say that? For sure. And what was interesting is growing up, I was always told work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, hard work, good work ethic, right? All those things that were kind of programmed. But no one ever told me the actual hard work was the inner stuff. I thought it was just showing up and putting my head down and doing the grunt work and, you know, working my 19 hours a day and being grateful for the measly check that I brought home. And no one told me that abundance and prosperity and health and love all come from doing the inner work. So if someone's out there and they're one of those work hard people, I challenge you to question yourself on what that hard work actually needs to be. It's not always, actually rarely is it ever out there pushing. It's always digging deeper in. So I just felt the need to express that. So I'm guessing somebody needs to hear it. (laughs) The hard work that actually changes things is the inner work. I just wonder how many people were tuned into that idea before the generations who are, shall I say, populating the world now. Emotions and feelings and intuition and all that was not popular. It was thought to be, you know, those crazy hippies and weird woo-woo stuff and wasn't recognized to have any value. And so it's starting to really become more recognized you know, as we kind of move forward in the society, it's feminine side of things is becoming more recognized that we need its balance and it does have value and there's a purpose for it. It's not just this thing that makes us think we're broken. Something's wrong with us if we cry because we're mad, which I used to think. I used to hate myself for. Every time I got mad, I would cry. No matter if it was a business meeting or I was at home, I just couldn't stop the tears and I used to think something was wrong with me and I hated myself for it. And really, it was, a message from my body and it was a truth of leading me towards what I was going to eventually teach because I had to learn to master those emotions. There is a purpose and value for every single thing we feel and experience. We're just, we weren't taught that back then. I used to cry a lot when I got angry also. It's comforting to know. I mean, I know that I'm not the only one, but it's, it's, we're uh, compadres in, in the, in this arena. Yeah, you know, and I really think it comes from us as women not being able to openly or vulnerably or comfortably express 
our truth. So when we were angry about something, we were trying to put up a boundary. We were trying to say, hear me, see me, listen to what's important to me. And when you're new to that arena and you're in a place that holds such judgment for it, not only is it terrifying and extremely vulnerable, and there's such a space of feeling your power in a way you never had before. I mean, all of that is so, like, in the courage it takes to express it is so much emotional at once. It's like your body goes on sensory overload. So it makes complete sense that we would cry. <laughs> it makes yeah, yeah. total sense. <laughs> and even men. I mean, I, I know that we're addressing women, but I don't think men are excluded from this conversation at all. I think they have their own set of the way that they've conditioned themselves to basically not feel. They'd be curious mm. to say, ask them, what do they dream of? I have an acquaintance, a family member who years ago, I asked him um, if he dreams or something like that. And he said to me that he doesn't dream. And I thought that was the saddest thing that mm. I, I'm not going to say I ever heard. But at the time, and I, I mean, it's been decades since we had this conversation, and I still think that is so sad not to be able to dream. So dreaming takes, you know, what are we talking about when we're dreaming? You know, dreaming about what do you want? Mm-hmm. Let yourself daydream. What would I want? It's so wrapped up in our lives. We're so conditioned going from point A to B to C to D that we even forget that we could go to point M, N, O, and P. Or that that even exists, yeah. Yes, yes. It's kind of a fun game to play with with yourself. It's very exciting if you really let yourself feel it. Trust yourself enough that whatever comes up was meant to come up. And, And it's not like putting it in cement. It's not like the end of the world. It has to be this or nothing. Absolutely not. Oh, for sure. I created a vision board, and on it I have this quote to remind me every day this year. And it simply says, think of what you most want. Then ask yourself, how could it be better? And it forces me to say, oh, I would really love, you know, to have, I don't know, an extra $1,000 this month. Okay. Now, how could it be better? Well, it could be better by having 10000 but it could also be better by having more time off. It could be better by getting free remodeling for my house. <laughs> it could be, you know, like there's a million things I could add to that, right? It doesn't always have to be more of the same. And so it forces my brain to kind of explore and expand. But I will tell you, there was a time to 10 years ago where, if you had told me, what do you want, I wouldn't have been able to answer it because I'd stopped dreaming. And the reason I'd stopped dreaming was because I thought, what's the point? Because I'd been disappointed so often by not getting what I wanted that there was a part of me that thought, I'm just going to stop hoping. I'm going to stop asking. I'm going to stop dreaming and imagining and looking. And... I'm just going to deal, you know, just whatever shows up, fine. I'll just live with that. And that's kind of that depressed, dejected space I was in. If somebody's in that space, just asking them to dream and even asking them what they want is 
almost an impossible question because I would tell you what's the point. There's a way to get out of that into hope again, into inspiration, into using your imagination for what it was for, which is to create the next stage of your life. No matter where you're at, no matter what space you currently occupy, no matter what feelings you currently hold, no matter where your heart and your head currently stand, there's always a way forward from it. You're not stuck there forever. You don't have to forever live in that place. You just have to choose to imagine that there is something else, to let yourself, what if I didn't have to feel like this forever? So I just want to throw it out there that no matter what space you're in, even if dreaming feels incredibly hard for you, or maybe it's just a simple creating space in your life to do it, give yourself that next step, whatever that looks like for you. To close the show, do you have any steps that our listeners could take? Perhaps a listener who is really struggling with this idea of what do they want? I mean, this is just like a loaded conversation because then you get into entitled, you know, are you entitled to have what you want? And are you worthy of having what you want? So maybe for conversation's sake, we should just all assume that we are all, as I say, lovable and capable. And (laughs) that's not even an issue on the table, you know, just for this brief period of time to take all of those thoughts and just put them on the bookshelf or whatever you want to do with them and play with this idea. I mean, what, what would you say to a client who was exploring what did they want? I would say start with where you're at. Don't try and go from depressed to exuberant and joyful overnight. Go from a depressed to curious. Take those baby steps. So often we try and leap from one emotion to some other extreme emotion that's just, it's kind of like trying to run a marathon when you barely walk around the block. So let yourself take the baby steps. And I can tell you what my first baby step was because I can remember exactly where I was. I, I was walking to work because my car didn't work. I lived in a ghetto apartment. I was flat broke. I was just separated from my husband. And all I thought was there has to be more to, to life than this. There has to be more. I see other people have more. I see them have nice houses and cars, and they're happy, and they have families, and they travel. So it has to exist for me. And in that moment, I said, I'm going to figure out how to be successful. That was all, that's as far as I could go. I couldn't figure out how to be a millionaire or, you know, this completely happy, happy, healthy, confident person. That was too far for me. I just said, okay, successful. And that can mean a million different things. So then I said, well, how the heck am I going to start that? I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I enjoy. I don't, you know, I didn't know myself. So my first thought was, you know, I'm just tired of working and feeling depressed. I want more fun. So that's going to be my first mission, to figure out what's fun for me and have more of that. And it literally started with me opening a Netflix account because, oh, I like watching movies. That's as far as I could go. So my baby step was literally, I'm going to be success- figure out how to be successful. How do I do that? I don't know. Successful people have fun. I want more fun. Okay, what do I think is fun? I couldn't even answer that question. So I just said, I rattled off a few random things that didn't excite me. I thought, huh, I always liked watching movies. Maybe I should get a Netflix account. Okay. Just let yourself kind of float through that. So in deciding what you want, what do you want? I want to be successful. That's as far as I could go. 
I couldn't define it, but that's as far as I could go. So take those baby steps. Meet yourself where you're at. Don't try and cross the river in one leap. Then I promise it'll snowball and it will pick up quickly. There was um, one thing I did when I was, and actually I do this every time I'm trying to transform my life in some way. You know, like we all say, I'm going to lose weight. So we get this big exercise program and we, you know, throw out all the food in our fridge and we make these huge steps, right? And I'll tell you, that's never, ever worked for me ever in the history of ever. <laughs> what works for me is baby steps. So I will literally take and say, okay, this week for 15 minutes, I'm going to put my energy and tension on this. Let's say it's exercise. So for 15 minutes, I will exercise. Whether that's walking around my living room, climbing my stairs, you know, three times. It doesn't really matter how intense it is. It doesn't really matter if I break a sweat. What matters is for 15 minutes I showed up. I want more pleasure in my life. Okay, what brings me pleasure right now? What brings me pleasure right now? And so for every 15 minutes, okay, what brings me pleasure? And pretty soon my day is filled with nothing but pleasure because I've slowly transformed and brought that energy to my life. The universe comes up to support that. My work, my money, my relationships, my health, everything lines up to support what I've called into it. And the fact of continually showing up for it builds more momentum, more momentum, more momentum, and pretty soon things just start flying towards me that align with that. When all is said and done, it comes down to what do you want? You can't get what you want if you don't know what you want. Janine, thank you so much for this awesome conversation. Can you share with the listeners where they can reach you? You can reach me on my website, namastelivingonline.com. That's N-A-M-A-S-T-E, livingonline.com. Or you can just look at Janine Zunk on Facebook. And Janine, until the next time you join us, thank you very much for being on Conversations at Heal. Thanks for having me again. I always, always I appreciate you. Please contact me at Susan at conversationsatheal.com if I can support you on your healing journey. You will find my book, How to Love Yourself, The Hope After Child Abuse, on Amazon. Feel free to leave a comment on Blog Talk or iTunes to support us in reaching more listeners. And above all, remember that you are a lovable and capable human being. Thank you for listening to Conversations at Heal.